This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Mickey, I guess I can call it the first edition of the 2022-23 season. What do you reckon? The boys are back. I reckon, yeah, I reckon, doesn't it? Proper old school, isn't it? Just me and you. That's it, mate. But anyway, the first edition, I'm, that's it, I'm going to coin it now. It's going to be uploaded. This is the first edition of the 2022-23 season. Fixtures are out. Squad reported back for pre-season yesterday. Myself, Omar's here with Mickey. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You're all right. 
I'm all right. All good. I mean, it's an interesting time of the year, isn't it, mate? And football's back almost. Mill's back in pre-season training. It's quite an exciting time of year normally. Not to put a sour taste in it, but it, it doesn't feel too exciting at the moment, does it, mate? <laughs> so, where are we? We're two days into pre-season. Yeah. And Jed's gone. Yeah. Lovelace is gone. Yeah. Afobi's gone. Mm-hmm. Ballard. Uh, Ballard looks as if we've fucked that as Missed well. That. So Ballard's gone. Um, I think I think there's a there's a brilliant there's a brilliant text. Well, I think I read out. There's a brilliant text. I was going to do some of these texts later on, but there's a brilliant text from um, Chewy Louis oh seven oh seven on Twitter. Paul, we know him. Paul, um, we've seen him. He goes home and away everywhere. So he's got a right to say whatever the fuck he wants. Really, he follows the club up and down the country, all over the place, mm-hmm. and he's and he's basically said. Dear Millwall, instead of bombarding me with birthdays, haircuts, your training kit launch, farewell videos, could you please announce some signings now as you have a very disheartened fan base at the moment that need you to prove us all wrong? Is he wrong? Uh, He's not wrong. I don't think he's right either. So I think I'm going to be the one that's a bit of on defenseness as per usual. And... I think, you know, I, I'm disappointed. Like, we've lost Jed Wallace. He's, let's say it, you know, everyone knows at this point, he's gone to West Bromwich Albion, who finished a position below us last season. Have they got more chance of going up than us probably this season? Yeah. In the, ne- in the next four years, he signed a four-year contract on probably 30 grand a week. Can we match that? No. 24. Is he like, well, we, who actually knows the figures, mate? But in the region, we'd say of 25 to 30 grand. He's probably on 15 grand on his last contract at Millwall. Millwall offered him a, a new deal allegedly to be 22.5k a week who knows again we're making numbers up here and we're playing fire with fire we, we don't know you know i think we're losing players but also these were half these were loan players and we've tried i mean i'm pissed off we're missing out on ballard i think that could have been a thing that we could have got sorted at the end of the I, season we, we knew we I, wanted him why have we waited till now to go for him that's my whole back on that my my thing on that is right if you remember during last season, we had the whole we need to change the way we recruit. We're gonna change the way we recruit. We're we still might be you know, this is my point. This is we still know, might, mate. This, we still this, might be getting the players is, we want. We I might understand what you're saying. Players. This I understand. Is, this is it. But listen, right? We're gonna change the way we recruit. We're gonna get in younger players with a with a sell-on potential, and we're gonna go from there. Okay, great. That's exciting. Let's see where we go. And Daniel Ballard would have been a prime example to invest two, three million in him. In two years' time, that fella's going to be worth 10, 15 million. You hope. No guarantee. And also, so I... I, Do you think he's not? I hope he will be. He's on the right trajectory. He had the League One loan, Championship loan, and obviously Burnley are interested in him and they wouldn't be interested in him for no reason. I know they need centre-halves. And this is it, though. You know, we've got, obviously... Uh, Alex Pierce is gone, so now we're left with centre halves of Hutchinson, Cooper, and Murray Wallace, and Ryan Leonard can play centre half, and then you throw in Hayden Muller to the mix, and then Alex Mitchell. So there's still six centre halves at the club. I don't think it's a priority position, but at the same time, if you get offered Daniel Ballard for two million pounds, you'd be stupid not to take it. And I agree. And this is my bugbear. And I think if we wanted him, and he was one of our top targets, we should have got this deal done at the end of the season. Like I said, we should have got it done in January. 
what is he, 21, 22 years old? He was never going to yeah. go back to Arsenal and play. You know, they spent no. 50 million on a centre half last summer. We know this yeah. and we understand that. And I agree. But I do also think, like, if it meant missing out on other targets that we need further up the pitch, then maybe you could put an argument in. This is all hearsay. No one actually knows the answer. Maybe yeah. you need to kind of have that money spent elsewhere in the side. However, I do think it was a no-brainer to go for Ballard. And I agree, he probably will be worth more than £2 million in a year or two time. And he's playing championship week in, week out. Hopefully he does at Burnley and hopefully he has a good career. I mean, you never know, he might make his way back down to SE16 one day. But I think it's more to it, mate, that the problem is, is we've got 12 outfield players reporting back for pre-season training yesterday, which is mental, mental. Like, how can you have that scenario happen where... They spent the entire close season saying we want bodies in for the first day of pre-season. Here we are and not a single signing, mate. And it's crazy, I mean, right? No, I totally agree. I mean, you know, Oli Burke allegedly, potentially, I mean, he was seen allegedly again at the training ground yesterday, whether or not that's true or not. We've got it on quite good, a, you know, on quite trusted authority that was there. But again, we don't know for, for certain. We didn't see it with mine and your eyes. And we've got, we haven't got that person here to verify it. Um, you know, Ferguson, potentially, um, there seems to be a lot of good noise around it. But again, we don't know whether or not we've gone in with a reasonable offer. This um, is Ferguson from Aberdeen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ferguson from yeah. Aberdeen. Um, you know, it, there's, you know, it, it's normally quite good when you sort of get, a, you get a, 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 an inkling, you start talking to people who are connected around that, you know, around where the player's potentially coming from. And they suddenly start, no, I can't make a comment on that. And you go, well, you know, can you tell me, does it look as if he's coming to us or, you know, or does it look as if we don't stand a chance and you get, I'm not going to make a comment on either one of them because I can't. And you sort of, you know, you read that maybe it's okay, maybe it's not. I've got no idea. Um, you know, uh, the problem is, as always, from an outside, it looks as if we fuck up an awful lot of time. Might not be that way, but we're going into pre-season. We fly out to Ireland on Monday. And unless we're going to make, you know, and we do like making announcements on a Friday, mm -hmm. um, unless we make two or three announcements tomorrow, then we're basically going to Ireland with 12 outfield players. And also youth so players that, to make up the numbers. And, yeah, and also youth players to make up the numbers. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Jed should have been sealed up. Jed should have been sealed up really in January. Um, we should have given him what he wanted. Um, first time of asking, and then do you there, think I mean, it was as simple as that, though? So let's debate that for a second, mate. Do you think well, <laughs> I think personally, just to interject my opinion on that before you go, I think he would have stayed if we showed ambition, not necessarily for him. He's always said he wants to take Mill to the Premier League, and here's us, you know, and here's everyone on Twitter and online all demoralized because we've only got 12 outfield players that played last season in the squad mm -hmm. at the moment. We feel like we've got no, you know, we don't see where anything's going. If you're Jed Wallace and you've got an offer from West Brom, who have just signed John Swift, you know, one of the best playmakers in the championship, have got a squad built that's been in the Premier League previously, not too long ago either. If you choose between signing for Mill or signing for West Brom on a four-year deal and, you know, being part of Steve Bruce's plans, and he, Steve Bruce said today, Swift and Jed Wallace were his two top targets going into the summer. You can't begrudge Jed Wallace in that sense of... It annoys me he's gone to West Brom because he was holding out for a big Premier League move. That's what the rumours were. But yeah. can you begrudge it? Well, because you look at Millwall and you look at Millwall and go, well, who are we signing then? Where's the ambition? If we made three or four signings and showed ambition in the summer, we might, be able, to convince, we might be able to convince Wallace to stay. I don't think I, it's about money, personally. 
No, I don't think it's about money. I think, well, yeah, but you said of, give him what he wants no, no, in January. I think, I think it was, I think, I, you know, reading between the lines from various from from various sources for various sides of the camp. So you know, someone on the club side to a degree, and someone Jed side, and and some what sit in the middle from you know people what sort of nose around and all of that. I mean, allegedly we made an offer to Jed in January. Um, he come back and said, this is what I want. We didn't make it. We didn't go back with an offer until later on when other clubs were coming into him. And I think possibly he felt a bit undervalued to a degree. And the fact that we weren't making no, like you say, we weren't making no real but That's his say as well, right? Well, you it saying, is his say. I'm not saying, I'm not, in January. I'm not saying, but, but the fact is, I don't think he's going to move to West Midlands. I think he might, you know, go because I think his kids and family are settled in um in Biggin Hill around there. I think he lives in that that sort of area around, you know, Kent in that area. Mm. Um so whether or not he moves to West Midlands, I mean fucking hell it's bad enough he's going to West Brom. It's you know it'll be really punishment if you make him move to the <laughs> move to the Midlands with it. Um look, maybe, I, I, maybe maybe he's a big Peaky Blinders fan and he's looking forward yeah, to maybe. you know look my, my personal well. opinion I mean my personal opinion with it all is look this he's gone. He was a Millwall player. He's no longer a Millwall player. Thank you very much for six years. Thank you very much for, you know, what you did, but you were paid to do that job. And you're not here no more. You've gone. So that's it. So you know, we close, it, we'll close the curtain on Jed Wallace then, shall we? Yeah. But I think, before, before we I do... Think, it, I think no, no, I think we need to discuss got, it on here, but I do think that... Know, it's... I think the problem was is that we were we were heavily too focused on him as a player. And it was as if, you know, like, you know, when you're in a relationship and you, you've got that girlfriend or, you know, you're in a boyfriend and you know that the relationship's over, but you're never going to fucking, you're, you're not really the one who's going to sit there and go, I'm going to go away now. And I think that was it. I think the club were in a position where they thought, you know, Jed loves us. He's not going to leave us. He's going to take the deal. Last minute, he's going to take the deal. He's going to take the deal. He's going to stay with me. He loves me. He's going to stay with me. And then, you know, I think it got to a stage where it went, I'm going. I mean, there's loads of stuff that we've heard, what we've been talking about on, on the WhatsApp group. What doesn't need to come out in public, That it, it is hearsay, we can't think it, but hey-ho, you know. It's, it's all hearsay and should be taken yeah. with a pinch of salt, isn't it? And But also yeah, with yeah. the Jed story, I think where I feel like, if you look at his career, at Millwall, six years, five mm. as a permanent player since we've got promoted to the championship. I think the problem I have with all of that is you probably, we're talking about, you know, we could have sold out in January. Maybe we could have sold him last season. Maybe we could have sold him in the summer and tried to offer him out to clubs. And then we maybe could have sold him in January. I think the problem in here is, is that we've lost an asset that could have easily cooped in. You know, we sold Savile for £8 million. Jed Wallace's output is a lot greater, far greater than... Uh, Jeb, uh, then George Savile you probably could have got when Savile went to Middlesbrough the same money if not more for Jed Wallace so they my question to you they wanted Jed then they wanted Jed then but they didn't well, I know there. everyone knows that my question to you mate is did we miss a trick and should we have sold Wallace when, he, when we sold Savile for example or should we be looking at you know when we're saying about our recruitment strategy and how we're doing it as a club we're very like nostalgic of our players and we love hanging on to players that mean something to us and represent the club and represent the fans. But should we have not have sold him after three or four years, after he's had his second contract and he's got a couple of years left on his deal, 
maybe we should have sold him after three or four years, mate, and cashed in on him and then reinvest that money into the club. You know, we say this all the time. Sign yeah, I, Ballard, I, Ballard. You're saying with Ballard, for example, right? Ballard's 22 years old. We signed for £2 million. He plays great for three or four seasons. None of us want to sell him. But maybe if he's 26 years old and worth £10 million, maybe Millwall might think, hang on, let's cash in on him and then buy five more Ballards. But we get attached to players. So should we no, sell him a couple of years ago? Yeah, or possibly. What, what's the right answer? And this is the, the, the toss-up, isn't it? I think maybe we should have done, you know, Wiley before, probably before the last two seasons where we just, we we put too much on him. Do you know what I mean? I think we just put too much responsibility on Jed. He thrived in on that it, team. didn't he? Oh, he, he did. But we, but, you know, we just put too much responsibility. But then... It's you know if you play devil's advocate and come out with what the team what what the club comes out with you know it's hard to get people here. Well, yeah, obviously we understand that because you know you've got an old decapitate you know an old fucking shitty training ground and you you know you can only you know it's like the saying goes, isn't it? You know you can put glitter on a turd, but it's still a fucking turd. Um, do you think we're going off a tangent, mate? But do you think the training ground is a big deal when it comes to signing players? And I, I, I suppose it has some value, but Mills a team the closest team to central London. Mm. Prime location, Bennett, for example, I know he posted on his story. Like he lives in a flat near the XL Arena, I'm pretty sure, and they've got nice like sky rise flats. Mm. Players can come down. We are an attractive proposition, but I think we need to have a clear model of what we are as a club when it comes to buying think, and selling players. I think what it is is that I think with if you look at I think what it is is that if it's a young player, I think we could, it could be a disadvantage to us. I don't think it's all the time, but I think it could be a disadvantage to us sometimes. A young for, player when they're 15, 16 years old, you mean? Like kind of very yeah, young. Yeah, 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 yeah. A young player right. coming, into okay. the, coming in. And I yeah. think possibly a pro in his beginning potentially is going to be, you know, could be a bit awkward. When you, when you walk into possibly an established club and they've got, you know, a fairly good, state-of-the-art building and gym and all this purpose-built where we've got port cabins and stuff like that. I think there probably is a little bit of a struggle with if you're up against a team like Burnley or, or even West Brom or, you know, teams what have got parachute payments, it must be a bit hard to compete with them. But I think players like Bennett, we gave him a lifeline. Um, and we said, look, we'll take you when probably most didn't want to. He was on a, you know, it just come out of the back of that um, shit with Derby. We basically put a punt on him and we said, just go play football. Just go do what you do. And to be fair, he's coming on. I mean, you posted something earlier, I think, or Kai did, that he now looks as if he's going to be wearing a number 10. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think he's just going to get better, better for us. I think he's going to be good. Um, if he stays uh, fit, if he stays fit, yeah, and he, yeah, wraps himself up. But you know what? I mean, he's got a new pair of boots, so hopefully he'll be all right. But I, I, I don't so know. So back to the is, recruitment angle, mate. This is it. So this it's is my the point, same right? shit every year, isn't it? But is it though? Because maybe we are going to sign four or five top targets, but I don't think we will personally. Because I know how this works. I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. But it does make me wonder. Like, I suppose Rarit done an interview. Did you watch it with the club uh, rebar yeah. channel the other day? And he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I could have filled two 11s by now if I wanted to, but we're waiting for the right targets. We want to get our players that we want. And I thought that was quite... Did you think that, did you it think ambitious. that was just... Is it just, just blowing smoke up the air? Yeah. 
He I also was... said, I have to shoulder the flack. I know what I want. So, mm. like, I, I do think, like, okay, this is interesting. But the thing is, the, top, the clock's ticking. And if you've got your targets in mind and, they, and you're saying they're players, other clubs' best players, just fucking go out and get them then if that's what you need to do. Don't, like, this is what I don't understand. This is why I'm pissed off about the Ballard situation. Because you're telling me if we offer the £2 million bid for Ballard, end of May, Burnley are not really interested because they're still waiting for their manager to be appointed. We could have snuck in there, done the deal, but, announced it. We could have. No, but in the position what Ballard plays, let's be honest, in the position what Ballard plays, surely it must be a dream opportunity to go go and play in a team managed by company when company played in that position. Of course, mate. But I'm not talking about Ballard particularly. I'm just talking about no, no. But I'm just players. saying. I'm just saying on Ballard. Would would Ballard if we'd have offered you know Gary Rowett two million pound match? Well, this is match what's the happened, deals, Match the deals like for like, which we don't know if we've matched it. But say we did match it like for like, and you're in Ballard's position, would you want to go learn under Company or go learn under Rowett? And Gee. I would say that. He's learned under Rowett and developed. No, I understand where you're coming. I understand you completely what you're saying. My point was we should have done it in May. Like, no, I totally agree with you. Should have done I it totally agree with you. But it's always the same with Millwall. It's always the same with Millwall, though, isn't it? We should have, could have, didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and well, we always have these decisions. Every, every, every pre-season, it's always, you know, why ain't the shirt out yet? Why haven't we signed anyone yet? Why haven't we done this yet? Why haven't we done that yet? When everyone else is doing it, and then we catch up. And I just hope for once this year, it looks like the shirt's going out first of July, which I think is earlier than than most years. Um, I understand three people talking to that the shirts are in the UK and they're ready to go and they're being put out in the shop. Um, and the kit looks good. Um, I've not seen it personally, contrary to popular belief. We've basically We've been told what they look like. We've had a concept designer design some shirts, which obviously we put out, and we're told that they are very, very close. We don't know until they get released how close we are, but I'd be impressed if we have done it close. Um, we've seen the training shirts. They look good. But I just love for one one year, as soon as the transfer window's open, we basically make a deal and, and get it signed up rather than we go down, potentially go down a loan route again. And then this time next year, we're in exactly the same position, getting rid of loans and looking at, are we going to buy these loans or are we going to let someone else where we've just put them in the shop window for the year and go, I mean, Jed, realistically, Jed was never going to bear with us, was he? He, he? he was put in a shop window all year and he performed. And I'm not being funny, but West Brom's done a blinding bit of business to get John Swift and Jed Wallace for fuck all, even if they cost you £2 million each in a signing on fee, that's a fucking cracking bit of business for nothing. Well, this is it, isn't it? But um, back to Millwall anyway, mate, because just to finish up on recruitment and our transfers, it's going to be interesting. Like, do you, My question is, do you buy into the fact that there might be a war chest here? Because obviously we're linked with this, you know, Ferguson at Abdeen, the asking price is £2.5 to £3 million. We're linked with today um, Honeyman, George Honeyman from Hull, Asking prices rumored to be in the region of one and a half million pounds. But Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Allard was obviously a rumoured link and we had two bids out for two club record players which was confirmed by the club, supposedly, and that was in the media. So it's suggesting there's a good war chest there of potentially four to five million pounds, which for us is a lot of money. But also, to back that up, is, which is what I find interesting and quite exciting at the same time, Jed's gone and we offered him probably 20, 25,000 pounds a week, roughly. A phobie's gone. Grand. That's a hundred grand a week in transfer, yeah. Let me finish. A phobie's gone and he he was on 35 grand a week at Stoke and we was paying 25 grand apparently. Yeah. So that's another hundred grand. Yeah. 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 Um, Shea has gone. He was on 40 grand a week at Liverpool, allegedly, and we was paying half yeah. of it. That's 20 yeah. grand. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to think, so these players are departing. And also Alex Pierce was a senior player, probably on a fair yeah. wage. Yeah. Matt Smith went in January, probably on yeah. a fair wage. So yeah. you've got probably... Salah gone as well. You've got probably four or five hundred grand worth of money monthly. Yeah. That was a lot of money in the club office. Conor Mahoney was probably on a big contract because he was signed for good money. Yeah. So you've got all these players departed and probably a lot of funds there to not only spend with transfer fee, but also wages. So maybe there is actually some sort of funds there that are available to Riot to go and spend. I don't know if you disagree or agree there, but what do no, you think? No, I, sort of, I think you're right. I think I, I, When I you think totally about agree. it and put the logic yeah, yeah. in there, I think on, departed, on, big on the wages, yeah, on the wages side of it, I think, yeah, we've got wages to spend. I think the signing on fees and all of that, like, I think they're all a very, very um, smoke and mirrors, really. You, know, you might buy same. someone, yeah, you, you buy someone for three million, but whether or not you actually go Right, there's your check. There's three million pound. Take it to the bank in one hit. Probably not. You know, a lot of them are spread over instalment payments, and we'll only give you three million if he makes so many appearances and he, you know, gets into England or he does this, does that, does that, does that, does everything else. You know, so I, I think the signing on fees aren't, or, or the, the fees as such are quite smoke and mirrors. But the wages, I think, we potentially. You know, we could we could get probably some half decent players on some half decent wages, like you know that Ferguson etc. We could potentially give them half decent money. What they might not be on um, at the moment, you know, they could be on something like five grand. We could offer them fifteen grand a week, which is a big, you know, it's forty grand a forty grand a month more money than what they're on at the moment. Yet we've got that money what we were spending on maybe five or six other players. So this is, this you know, is it. So and also I, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And I don't know why we do it in football where we talk weekly wage because technically, if we agree to pay someone 20 grand a week, that's 80 grand a month and also nearly a million pound a year. So the financial commitment there is, is, and you look at the finances, they never say what we pay weekly. They say what the annual salary is for the squad. So like, they, they, I don't understand why we do this in football, why it's so fixated what we say they get a week because there's at the end of the day, there's a big kitty there and a chunk of it will be the transfer fee. And a chunk of it will be the yeah. wages. So my point yeah. to that is obviously, like like I said, all these players have gone wages wise. Berylson's promising to be ambitious this summer before these players have all gone. So 
in that theory, there's probably a fair whack of money there, and hopefully we do spend some cash. That's my point, and hopefully we do. I hope that we do, but you've also got to look at why Jed didn't, you know, does Jed think the ambition was in the club? Does Ballard think there was ambition in the club? You know, is, you know, was Jed just, has Jed just been too close too often and not been a, but then again, I don't know, you look at this it, is you know, it he, then, wanted, he wanted Prem, but realistically does West Brom finish below us this season, but with the likes of John Swift and Jed up, you know, in in the middle with whoever else they bring in or whoever else they've done. I mean, they did Jason score Millen, more Jason, goals than Jason us. Millenby, mate. Jason Millenby. Yeah. <laughs> they did score more than us, didn't they? They did score more than us since Christmas and whatnot, I think. Anyway, more goals than us. So, you know, realistically, they do stand a fairly good chance. And obviously, we'll probably look at them when we do our pre, you know, when we do the prediction show shortly. But I don't know. I mean, but to me, Jed's gone now. It is what it is. Um, you know, so we're drawing is... a close to the era of Jed Wallace at Millwall now. That's I it. think we have to. And he ended um, no legend. I agree. <laughs> I've done the pause there from purpose. Um, <laughs> I agree. He's not a legend. However, he was our best player the last five years. Under, listen, he's not so a legend. That, like, but I agree. He's definitely a, a, a you know a, a Hall of Fame player for Millwall. He will definitely mm-hmm. be noted for what he did for this team, what he did in his ability and he progressed with his ability getting better and what he did for us because he was definitely better on the pitch than off the pitch with us. And you can't take away that he was definitely an exceptional player for us, but he wasn't a legend. Yeah. And whether him and Battle were convinced or not, the fact of the matter is, and this is a meaning of life, actions speak louder than words. So Millwall, fucking pull 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 your finger out your ass. And fucking spend some money, please, and sign some players because you've got fans here that are getting disillusional. I said today on Twitter, it reminds me of the season of 2005, Mickey. It reminds me because obviously that was when Fifth Feet sold the club. We went to turmoil. Thankfully, we've got stable ownership at the moment, and that doesn't seem likely to happen, but who knows what's around the corner in life anymore. And then we lost Dennis Wise's manager. We lost Danny Dickio. We lost. Um, all these players, Kevin Muscat, Paul Ifill, Darren Ward, all these players left. And it feels significant because Afobi, Jed Wallace, Daniel Ballards, these are players that are all playing last season and key figures in our side. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're taking all these players out of the folds. You're losing leaders as well, Mickey. And I think that's a nice segue to go on to, you know, who's going to be the leader in the camp next season? Hutchinson's going to be the captain probably, but is Hutchinson a captain? Is he a leader? Jed Wallace was the leader of that dressing room, in my opinion. After Morrison left, the kind of the, the throne of it went to Jed Wallace, in my opinion, because he was the one that set the example. I know Pat Pierce was the, you know, the club joker in a sense, and he was doing all these tasks. He was probably the do. man manager and all that, but yeah, I mean, but, Hutchinson. Wallace was the driving force of that dressing room for the last three or four years. Yeah. And that's a yeah. big shoes to fill there, mate. And it's a bit of a scary thought, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know who would be, who would be a leader, really. Um, Murray Wallace, maybe. And also, if we in Ferguson, the Scottish captain, no, Tierney is or Robertson is. Oh, okay, Ferguson. I, I don't think he's even played. I don't think does he play even play for for Scotland? I don't think he has. Is he? I don't think he has. I saw something with what Murray, Murray Wallace was saying about him that it'd be it'd be an absolute signing to come to us. It'd be great for him. Blah blah blah. But I don't know. Lewis Ferguson has played for Scotland four times. And last season, he scored 13 goals for Aberdeen. Aberdeen. There you go. 
So, I'll right, let's segue that. on to Aberdeen. <laughs> you know while you know you're doing the Scottish doing? accent, are we going to talk about um, fixtures? Lovelace. Oh, Lovelace. Who? Do you want to talk about Love? I was going to talk about fixtures, but if you want to talk about Lovelace, we can acknowledge it, I suppose. Go on, mate. We'll go Lovelace. For, I think, look, I think the problem is with Lovelace. I think we, we played him because we had to. Um, and people within the game say that, you know, he thinks he's a lot better than what he is, which, you know, I'm not knocking. I think, you know, he's a young lad and he's got to make a, a way for himself. But is I don't think Pick necessarily it. he's going to be a first-team player at Rangers. I think he's probably going to be academy. Do you buy this, right? So, obviously, with all the hearsay, mm. he's a 15-year-old kid last yeah. Christmas yeah. walking into a middle dressing room, right? And I saw the same tweet, yeah. uh, same text as you, the same alleged that he's, uh, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, a sport yeah. brat and likes that. Yeah. This is a 15-year-old kid walking into a men's dressing room full of characters at Millwall. You've I got don't to buy, man up. You, you've got... I well, buy, I buy it. I don't I buy, buy any of that bollocks about him being a, I, being a prima donna. Not so whatsoever. I, I buy it... Come on, mate. In, no, no, no. I buy it in much of today's generation of that era think they are, are something special. I've got a 15-year-old daughter. Yeah, she she she's a good girl, but they have that air of arrogance to a to a level, right? I'm not saying they don't, right? And not in a bad way. I'm not saying it in, in a But in you a put a 15, 16 year old kid into a men's dressing room, mate. It's a different ball game in life, come on, pal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and how, I think that you've that got thing? to be seen, especially where he's coming into football and he wants to play in that team. You've you've got to have something about you, haven't you? You've got to have something about you. That is true, but I don't think the extreme of you know saying he's you know trying to demand things or be this or be that. Oh, I don't necessarily know this, if that's all this true. This kid's this kid's but... just done his GCSEs, man. Come on, let's be real about it. He's he's in year eleven of school, just finishing his GCSEs. I mean, on the tracks of saga, we've lost him to Rangers, haven't we, mate? That's what's been muted. It's not been announced yet, but it's, it seems all but done. It's a yeah. shame to see him go, and also it's a shame to see him go to Scotland, mate, because. The tribunal fee is a hundred thousand pounds allegedly, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand pounds maximum. Yeah. Whereas if he went to a Premier League club, we could have got upwards of a couple of million pounds for him. Big loss, million, that. million and a half, yeah. And this, um, it's unfortunate. I think also that's what people are saying potentially is why he's gone to Scotland because, you know, that fee could be made up elsewhere. Maybe with a sign-on fee or a bonus for his mum and dad. Allegedly, you know, there's allegedly, alleg- all allegedly, massive allegedly. I say, I say, it could be, it could be right. It's true, isn't it? And this is yeah. so it's an unfortunate fact, and it's a shame that he's. We've lost a young talent that could have potentially maybe played more games this year or had a good yeah. loan move somewhere. And we've lost him to go to Rangers, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a shame he didn't sign his contract with us. Um, I hope that, you know, he gets the football he wants to, to, to get and he, you know, comes in to be a player what, you know, hopefully he is. But I just think that maybe a go academy is in. If he was at Millwall, the potential is, is that he could have got first team football. But hey ho, you know it is what it is. We don't know that. I mean, he might not be good enough. I mean, Millwall might not have really wanted to fight for him that much. He might not have been good enough. We don't know. We, you know, what we see isn't the same people what the club see. Of course, and you got you to know, trust the club's opinion, I suppose, haven't you? So, no. I mean, we've heard a lot of hearsay over the last couple of days about a lot of players, um, and some of them are from you know very good, what I would class as very good, trustworthy sources. Um, but then, you know, we've seen some other, you know, people who sit there and counteract that by going, you know, great person, great personality, blah, 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 blah. So you don't know. 
you, you know, it's all hearsay, everything else. And, and a lot of the stuff what we know and, and we've seen, we've heard, we've spoken about, it's not our place to put it in the public domain. We've talked bits and pieces, but we've not discussed anywhere near what we've seen over the last couple of days regarding some of the some of the information and whatnot, but it's not our place to put it in the public domain because we can't back it up. All hearsay, as, you, as I said mm. earlier. Mm. Right, let's finish up talking about fixtures today, mate, because it was all overshadowed, but, you know, Jed Wallace leaving and the news of Lovelace, but we did um, have fixture release day. I remember being a kid, right, and being in school, and we used to get break time about when I was 12, 13 years old in secondary school. I used to leg it to the library just to see it at half 10, see what the fixtures were. I thought about that today, and I was like, Cool. There's me being like a, you know, a soppy about it, all buzzing for it. Today, it's just another day, isn't it? Fixture release day. I look forward to it to see who we might be potentially playing the big sides. Like when's Sunderland away? When's this happening? When's that happening? But the fulfilment for it nowadays, it's just, it's a normal day. But it's nice to see that season's getting closer, mate, because in six Saturday time, we get to play Stokes at home, pal. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, good fixture for first game good... of season? Yeah, I think it's a good fixture. Um, It'll be a, a, a good game to have as a first game opening. Um, I'm surprised with some of the games um, and some of the things around them, um, you know, like having Luton on Good Friday um, is, a, you know, is a is a surprise. But hey-ho, you know, they obviously, you know, think it's fine. It's not, not a dodgy. Um, obviously, with what happened last year, Birmingham is, is two midweek games. Two evening kickoffs, um, which I suppose you can understand to a degree. Um, but I think massively the old Bill fucked up last game um, for whatever reason, whether or not, you know, if you believe the conspiracy theory that they just wanted to go out and get all the arrests and be able to ban people and whatnot, I've got no idea. But, you know, there's something, you know, something smells there. But no, it's Blackpool towards the end of the season. It's the last away game of the season. That's what I was going to say. First away game yeah. of the season is Sheffield United away. Always yeah. good away day, mate, in August as well. Should be nice weather. Get up there early. A few jars in the town centre. Perfect. Um, then we've got we've Coventry invited. at home. We've been invited up there, mate, by a rival podcast. Uh, yeah, there you go, United then. Podcast. Yeah, mate. And then we've got Swansea away on a Tuesday night. Bit bleak. I need to do that, though. So I've got to take it off my list. Um, Norwich away on a Saturday early in August. Exciting. And then we've got Burnley away also on a Tuesday night. So bit naff. But Sunderland is on the 10th of September. Um, London Derby's against QPR on a Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Um, that's at home. Uh, and then over Christmas, obviously, we've got Luton on the 17th after we come back from international duty, so to speak. And then we've got Watford up on Boxing Day. Um, New yeah. Year's Day, we are at home against Rotherham. So we'd have to travel yeah. far for that. But yeah, it's, it's exciting, mate. I think what it reminds me of, though, is what I said on a previous podcast. Like, it's the most northern championship you're ever going to get. It's just full yeah. of northern sides. The last two aways of the season are Wigan and Blackpool. You literally go up to yeah. Manchester one Saturday, and the week after, you go up to Manchester again, mate. It's bleak. But at least we get the last home game of the season against Blackburn when we need to get three points to stay up, right? <laughs> yeah. I think playing at home on the last day of the season is nice. Relegation decider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, the way it's looking, unless we make some big signings, potentially it looks lower table relegation battle before we've even kicked a ball. We'll make some signings. The only thing is, though, right, because obviously we've got 12 outfield players. We're going back to this conversation now. You don't want to make wholesale changes in the pre-season um, in, the pre-season in general because if you have five or six new additions that all want to go into start 11, they need to gel together, mate. It's, it's a lot of work and I don't know, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I have no idea how this is going to go this pre-season. 
I just want us to sign some players, please. Millwall, if you're listening, just just, just sign some players. We know announce, some, announce some on Friday. Just just announce two. Announce like a two million pound signing smash on our transfer record, and announce Ollie Burke, please. That's that's all we want. But by the time we go to Dartford away, is that the first preseason game, Dartford? By the time we get to Dartford, please just say we've got four new players. What? It's true, mate. It just it I, just amazes me that here, it mate. just amazes me. What to call it? Who is it? What to call it? has got. I saw it the other day. Who was it? Who's got West Ham and where you got Dartford? Can't figure it was no, now. I fucking... have no idea, mate. Come on, if you're going to bring something up, at least make sure you've got the knowledge in there, mate. Come on. <laughs> That's the 12th of July, obviously. The preseason games, we, we've discussed it before. Dartford away on the 12th on a Tuesday night. We then play three nights later against Colchester United on Friday night. And the week after, we have Ipswich at home, which is West Ham. Good. West Ham travelled to Scotland to tackle Rangers in a pre-season friendly on Tuesday, the 19th of July. And yet, we got fucking Dartford on the same day. How fucking how's that? We got Dartford the week before, but yeah, Dartford's a nice away day anyway, mate. It's nice and local. It's not too bad. Go there and have a few jars. From where? Say it. Yeah, I didn't want to say it's right me, Ralph. If you want to reveal that, by all means, do so. <laughs> I'm a Kent cunt, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dartford, Dartford wool, real wool. <laughs> but mate, Listen, yeah, mate. I think we've um, done a little ramble anyway today, a bit off the cuff, but you know, first show of the 22-23 season, wouldn't have it any other way, mate. Just two, two of us rambling on, right? It's good. No, exactly, mate. And I think um, get following us this season, mate. We have got some. We've got some new stuff coming this season. We've got some um, treats for you. Uh, we've got some different shows coming. We've got some different bits and pieces all lined up. So, yes, make sure you're following us. Make sure you tell your mate. Um, we've got some, yeah, we've got some good things coming, mate. Um, we've got a new clothing brand who's uh, who's joining us as such. Um, we've got some other bits and pieces. So, um, so yeah, it's all good, mate. It's all good. Exciting times to be supporting Millwall. Who would have thought it? Well, yeah, we would. We would show you. We would show you the clothing brand now. But we were we were meant to meet up this week, and unfortunately, due to work, we couldn't. But we're we're going to meet up, and then we will do a special video on that. But um, so that we both get it at the same time and put it on. But yeah, we're we'll probably have that for the weekend show. So yeah, don't panic. Grandville. So um, Grandville. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's our first show of the 22-23 season. Exciting to say that. Hopefully we can smash out content this year, bring out loads of shows and obviously contributions from the three other guys that are not on here today. Um, more to come. And if you want to get more. involved, yeah, if you want to get involved, like I was about to say there, be sure to just drop us a DM. Follow us on socials at that mill pods. We're welcome and receptive to anyone to come on. We'd love to hear all about your stories about following Millwall. If you want to go on Who Are You? I mean, if you didn't see that last week, be sure to check out the show that Mickey done with Kai and Joe. That was a great show. Yeah. Um, and we need to do one together, me and you, mate. I think that's what we should do next show, maybe just me and you. I reckon we do the first half where I ask you the questions, and then we flip it, and then you ask me the questions. Second half, what you re- what you reckon? Yeah, maybe that please that would please a certain person who's who's been asking that. But we've we need to said, do you and Joe we've anyway. We've always said we need to get you and who are you, mate? So we, we, yeah, said, we need to get you and Fingy as well. So yeah, we got you and Chris right. to do as well. So yeah, but we 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 do it. So yeah, it's not a problem. Um, just a, two things. Um. If it's all right if I say them now, you've got something else you want to say? I've got nothing else to say, mate, but I thought you were finished, but you, you crack on. No, no, sorry, sorry. Two things. Um, Obviously, today, Fixture Day has come out, and it's now um, the start of uh, the planning for the Remembrance Day game. I'm not going to tell you when it is, but um, we are starting to plan for that now. And what we want to do this year is we want some um, RAF, serving RAF, 
Um, but what I'm looking for at the moment before I go to the RAF, they've already promised us some serving um, RAF personnel. But what I want to try and do is see if we can find some Millwall serving um, personnel. So if you're a serving RAF personnel and you're a Millwall fan or your daughter, your son uh, is serving um, in the RAF and you would like to see him involved in the Remembrance Day celebrations on the pitch, um, then please get in touch with us. Uh, you can email us at uh, Mickey or Omara at that millpodcast.co.uk. You can DM us. Uh, you can find our details all across um, social media in in uh, all our bios. There's a link there. You can get in touch with us on the website. You can get in touch with us. Um, let us know um, as soon as possible. Um, and then we can have a conversation and, and take it from, from there for it. So, um, yeah, definitely looking for RAF at the minute. No no other services at the minute because we've got loads of people being in touch, but it seems it's, uh, the RAF are the ones we're having a, a hard time getting. Um, so, yeah, reach out for that. Uh, and if you're a writer, then get in touch because um, we've got a new website now where we're looking to highlight people who just want to get your stuff out there. Uh, we can't pay you um stuff but we will help you promote your stuff um across our social media channels and uh, and get people looking at your stuff so yeah get in touch and uh, yeah really excited to end show number one for the uh 22 23 season that's it we can't pay, pay you anything but if you come to the way day i'll buy you a beer there you go <laughs> yeah. fair offer isn't it yeah right. no that's it that's it, that's it yeah you put it on, the, on the, the podcast credit card and no one's gonna have to know about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. No, the person that we took it from don't know we got it yet. So. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to tell you I took a credit card out, but just so you know, <laughs> it's in your name and your address as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's it. That's it. So, right. yeah. I'm going to buy you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting off. Fates Tuesday, first edition of the 22 23 season, and we'll be back probably Monday or Tuesday for another show. We will get dates fixed onto that as we get closer to the season, I promise. Yeah. And, uh, Drop yeah. us a line. Tell us what, what day's best for you, Monday or Tuesday. Let us know. Drop us a line. I like that one. Drop us a line. Cheers, guys. See you later. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.